Hello, hello, welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming along. I am your host, Mitch Garling. Dead Dad Society is the therapy group in the form of a podcast. I got it right, I think. I just, I can't remember what I said. I think that's the way I said it. The therapy group in the form of a podcast. Guys, thanks for coming along. I love all, I love all of you. I love all of you. But I love all the uh, the love, all the feedback, everything that we've been getting about the older episodes. Everything that we've been getting. I said getting there. Uh, I appreciate that uh, my mother would not be happy with that. I appreciate all the love we've been getting on the other episodes. Our guest today, it's a great guest. Um, I'll get into that in a second. First of all, thank you for for the messages about uh, Marcel's episode. Thanks for checking out Marcel's episode. If you haven't checked out the older ones, please go and do so. And also while you're there, like, rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. And also uh, don't forget to follow us on the socials. I'm at Mitch Garling, at Dead Dad Society for the podcast, and also on Facebook as well. Guys, uh, our guest today, uh, it's a friend of a friend initially. Uh, a friend of mine reached out and said that a friend of his had been listening to the show and liked what we've been doing. Really wanted to come on because he had some great stories and, uh, and some stuff to tell. And we had a sit down and we did it. And boy, oh boy, did we get some good stories. Uh, there is uh, just some, you know, there are some trigger warnings for this episode. Uh, there is some mentions of uh, depression and, and suicide and such. So please, uh, if you are triggered uh, by that sort of stuff or triggered during the episode, uh, please feel free to, to reach out to myself or the, or the proper authorities, really. Probably the people that could actually help you as opposed to a comedian who can't even remember if it's a support group or a therapy group that he says he's running. But uh, this is uh, episode 19. Uh, it's with a radio host, a podcaster, Dead Dad Society member, and I'm going to go ahead and say, friend, new friend, episode 19 with Mitch Byatt. Mitch Byatt, how you doing, man? Hello, Mitch. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really good. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's good to have you. It's, uh, you're, as we spoke about, the first Mitch. Yes. L- another Mitch. We did it. I feel like this is like such a cop-out of like name <laughs> conversation, <laughs> where it's literally like, <laughs> good name, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, you're a Mitch, I'm a Mitch. <laughs> um, and also, the first... First person from the same area as me. Yep. Hornsby represent. Hornsby represent 2077. Uh, a thing I never thought I would say. For too long, you've been ignoring Hornsby, I think, in the DDS. And I th- I'm sh- it's about time that you rectify that, I think. Look, yeah, I think there is DDS everywhere. Mm. Uh, which, yeah, I think I need to stop doing that and just let everybody be part of the <laughs> DDS. <laughs> Even people from Hornsby with the same name as me. <laughs> Mate, you're a radio host podcaster yep as i said member of the dds we mm. will get deep into that mm, mm. a father yes as well yes i have two daughters two daughters i have one daughter mm. um okay this just feels like <laughs> some sort the same of person this feels like some sort of was bu- bu- <laughs> it babushka doll situation <laughs> where i'm the bigger one you've definitely come out of me um yeah shit okay right. yeah i have a. I have a they will be four and two this year so close together Beautiful young daughters. That's very, very proud. Four and two. Mm. See, my mine is two, and we are just talking about possibly having another one mm-hmm. sometime soon. Would you suggest? Would you? Um, what are your What I, are your thoughts? I definitely, I would suggest mm-hmm. if you can and are able and are willing for sure. Uh, 
my, the way I kind of figured it is that I, me and my little brother are about 18 months apart. Sure. And yep. we're very close. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something quite cool and having yeah. really close siblings. So I think I look at my two girls and how old they'll be in the different ages they'll be in. They'll be co- the mates going out together, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that's that's quite cool. It's it's really hard. Um, you know, I'm sure you've got parents to listen, but like, you know, when they're, they're at the age now, they can play together. They haven't started fighting and that sort Good. of stuff. Yeah, that'll Good. come. That'll come, I'm that'll sure. Happen. That'll happen. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I'd, I reckon for sure, if you, if you can. You are, they daddy's, are they daddy's girls? Mm, I, n- I wouldn't say so. No. We have our moments. Yeah. I read yep. this really great book. Um, I was talking about fatherhood. And it was yep. a <laughs> fancy <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Bill Cosby, fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been his. I don't know. Um, but it was a, it was just had this really great call that, like, if you think about a family unit, right? Mums mm-hmm. are the president. Yep. And dads are the vice president. So, you know, it's an important title, but they don't really have any power. They yeah. don't really do anything. They turn yep. to the ceremonial sort of yep. stuff. Yep. That's kind of where I sort of fit in. Yeah. So, if we're talking, like, if... If mum gets assassinated, <laughs> then dad gets then dad gets the step up, yeah. but only under like insane situations. Yeah. yeah, and at no point like is the vice president to make decisions. No, he wasn't <laughs> ready. He wasn't ever ready for that job. He no. just sort of fell into it because of a weird coincidence. So <laughs> assassins of Hornsby, can you please stay away from? Please my wife? don't. She's also the treasurer. Let's face facts. <laughs> um, yeah. So two, uh, four, and two. Mm-hmm. Is it, it's like a little you got a little girl gang that's really cool yeah that's really cool yeah and like people uh, would say to me like oh you know do you want to have like do you want to have a boy like what are like what about sport and that sort of stuff I'm like I don't really yeah, yeah. I'm not the most masculine guy out there like it's sure. not like I've got yeah. to represent testosterone in the house mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that like I don't think it's lacking or anything like that yeah yeah and I mean they're both quite young so who knows they might be into sport I don't know but um yeah, I, I think it is a bit of a, a bit of a female unit. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. I like it. Mm. See, like obviously my wife, uh, female, and <laughs> uh, my daughter, female. <laughs> like I love that. I love being the. <laughs> I say alpha, and I say it really loosely. I say it so <laughs> so, so loosely. No, but it is just nice to kind of have that. Um, you know, whatever. It's twenty twenty one. We can do whatever. But just the being that. Uh, almost being like the stronger figure in the, in it all, not mm. uh, like I said, not with decisions or no. uh, money no. or like where we're going or what we're having for no, dinner. But they say, um, man, I could lift some stuff. Yeah, if you need me. That's to. your role, and you know you're happy with that. And it's also like taking out the garbage, dealing with like insects and spiders. That's kind of your remit, and that's I'm happy to do it. That's what we see. I'm dealing with snakes right now. Snakes is a big thing. I've got cats, and they keep bringing them in. We've had alive or dead. Half, half. Okay. Yeah, we've had... Uh, finish him off. Finish. I've had to finish a couple off. Like dangerous snakes? Red belly. That's pretty dangerous. That's, I think that's... Um, I don't know what the, you know, Ranking. levels of snake danger. I, I feel like brown snake's pretty up there, but red belly, it's not good. Can we can we just tangent quickly? Yes, please. About dangerous Australian animals. Mm-hmm. A co-worker of mine um, got bitten by a redback spider. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was like instant death. I thought like... Funnel web, I think, is maybe right. not instant, but like I think funnel web's like not very long. Right. If you have, unless you have like, I don't know, actually. Uh, we Google thought Redback Spider, holy shit, like he's going to, are you okay? And he's just like, oh yeah, you just get sick for a while. I just got to drink heaps of water. Like it's not a hangover. Oh, so it's less. So it's, yeah, it's less of a, I'm not as scared now. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not checking the toilet. I'm not checking the toilet seat now <laughs> for this. If I know that I just have to drink a bit of water, like I just have to stay hydrated to get away it's from this. It was like a dare. Man, okay, yeah. See that, that that opens up so many doors for me now. Mm. Like I'm fine with redback bites, mm. but uh, yeah. So we're dealing with the red belly snakes. 
uh, the cats keep bringing them in because like tough cats. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I think they're just are they baby snakes? Half half. We've had okay. I keep saying half half. Um, we've had one. We've had one proper, and then two sort of not babies, but not not fully grown. Mm. And uh, the the last one, I had to get like uh, like like picking up garbage prong things. Yep, and grab it by the head. And take it outside. Whoa. And then chop it in half. Oh. And my, I was out there for like 10 minutes trying to chop it in half because it kept trying to get away. It was all, when you chop, when you eventually sliced it, was it all like wriggling like crazy? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my wife was like, it's, because it was like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Okay. And my wife had happened to be going to the toilet and there was a snake in the, like, you know, laundry area. Right. And she's like, snake, like, come in, <laughs> come deal with this. Yeah. And then I was like, well, look, I'm, I'm up now. It's now my job. Oh, you're awake. Like you I was awake. Asleep. I was awake. Okay. So well, I mean, like I was in. I was laying in bed. But mm. at this point, I'm up now. I can't go back to bed until I know this is over. Mm. Like there's just no other chance that I can. Because like I have these like crazy dreams that there'll be snakes in the bed, and it's like if I know that there's snakes in the house, well, that's going to yeah. heighten the dream. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Like it's the right bed. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no good. But uh, I don't know. How do we get onto snakes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Man, I'm glad I did my snake research for this, uh, for this Dude, podcast. I really should have messaged you about how much we're going to talk about snakes. And <laughs> but you did bring that good red backstory. Yeah. And I appreciate it. That feels like I'm wrapping you up. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for yeah, that red backstory. Time. That was so good. What is this? Uh, that, that was a tight seven minutes. Anyway, um, yeah, so you're a member of the DDS. Yes. Uh, you have briefly run me through what happened with your old man. Mm-hmm. But explain to me, take me back... You know, t- take me back to childhood and, and earlier days and, and growing yeah. up. Where did you grow up? Uh, so I grew up originally around Blacktown near Maryong is the, was the suburb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there with my brother and my mum and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, went to St Andrews. I don't know if it's still there. That's high school. I'm not, that, I'm not that old. I'm sure schools don't come and go that quickly. No, I don't know. I should have done my school research. <laughs> 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 It's a big dossier over they got over there. It's a yeah. There's a lot of bold stuff here going yeah. on here, man. And um, then I guess so. We I think I can't, I try to remember the exact dates walking here. And it, like my parents separated um, when I was probably about five or mm-hmm. something like that. Because you what year were you born? Uh, Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, but when you, I, I think about this a lot, and like when you, when my mum and my dad got married, they were really young. They were like right, right. my dad was when I was born. He was twenty six. Okay. And, like, yep. and my mum was 24, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so they had me and my brother 18 months apart. And so like that's, you know, two kids before 30. Yeah. And, and you, if you went out to a person who was 26 and told them that was the next few years, do you think they would be cool with that? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. She's only 25 now. Um, <laughs> but I've somehow tricked her. But I'll have to ask her. But no, I completely agree. Like, I mean, I mean obviously our probably our parents generation it was a little bit more of the norm mm. possibly a bit younger you know people are having kids older these days mm. but yeah 26 and 24 like that's that's pretty young that's pretty yeah. scary and i i mean i don't like they they broke up for a number of different reasons um you know and i like i've got memories of them sort of arguing a lot and fighting a lot you know that mm-hmm. classic like tv show dynamic parents getting divorced kind yep. of thing and yep. you know, i remember my dad I just think maybe him packing a bag to leave. Right. And that was the last time he sort of stayed with us. So like wow. that sort of stuff's pretty heavy. And but like I think that was just part of part of who I grew up. And yeah. this yeah, is yeah. embarrassing saying this to a comedian, but I've done stand up once. Yep. Yep. 
And one of my bits was about how I consider myself to be a divorce success story. Okay. Yep. Like yep. you see, you see a lot of people when they grow up to be like dickheads. Yeah. Or whatever. Of right. Yep. But I think that I, I like who I am today. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that's because of how I grew up and yeah, my sure. parents sort of breaking up. So I, I consider myself a divorce success story. I so, like I mean, they weren't meant to be together. Like the the people they became, you just mm-hmm. like man. I'm I'm kind of glad that for your own sake you didn't just stick it out and become these these shells of yeah. whoever you were. See, that, I guess that's the thing. Like they they worked in that moment for you and your brother to exist. Yeah. And then, like you said, success stories from that. I like yeah. that. So tell me more about the stand up though before we go before uh, we go further well into. I had this. I had this. Um, I had this ambition. To do it before I turn 30. And I just wanted to go, look, I'll just try stand up. I did the raw comedy thing. I'll just try it before I turn 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it. I, I remember writing down all these notes and just working out my first bit in mm-hmm. inverted commas. And um, I remember doing it in front of my wife the first time. And yeah. the first, because there's like five minute sets, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I remember. Comedy store, right? Yeah. Comedy store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, I remember I like had this really funny joke that I thought and I like tried on my wife and I was sort of going through it and thinking it was really funny and it got yeah. to like four and a half minutes and she wasn't laughing yet and I'm like well obviously this is a lot of work yeah yeah I've set up uh, yeah four and a half minutes I've set up <laughs> I haven't really given you a punch yet Dave but when this punch comes I can't do it in this set because yeah. I'm only allowed four minutes but fuck it's going to be I'll a see good you next punch. week for the, for the to be continued yeah finish. actually there was a thing a while ago about a, a bit of a a cult um, urban legend sort of thing mm. that this comic did two shows um, I did spots at these two shows. One was yeah. like the Friday night, the Saturday night. And then the Friday night he did the setups and then the Saturday night he did the punchlines. <laughs> so if you, if you were at both the shows, you got them. That's smart. And it's like, I remember who that was and I asked my mate who that was. Yeah, but that just the, uh, the cockiness of, n- not even cockiness, just the... Audacity? Know, the audacity, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. But okay, so four and a half minutes, she doesn't laugh. But the, well, that was my that was my uh, so then I put a lot of work into it and uh, I was quite quite happy. I remember I remember distinctly remember walking around the city on a lunch break from work, just rehearsing my bit mm-hmm. over and over, right? And I'd say on the night I came third. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a, a, a winner, and then there's like a there's runner up a or a people's yeah, choice or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. And I didn't get either of those things, yep. but I'm convinced I was third. You were third, man. You're feeling it. Um, when was this? Oh, so I'm turning 34 this year, so about four years ago. Right. right yeah. Right. So 2017 ish, or 2016. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Would have yeah. been. Would have yeah. been 2017, which, yeah. which w- as we'll learn. Yeah, big year. Big year. <laughs> big Ticking year. off some stuff. <laughs> big year um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, live a lot that year. Um, that's the bucket list year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the whole thing of me doing stand up as well, is purely it was uh, like I grew up loving stand up. I grew up loving comedy, Monty Python, all that mm. sort of thing. Mm. And just wanted to bucket list it, do it once. Did it once and was like, that was dope. Did it again. And then you start getting booked and stuff like that. And it just goes from there. And I mean, I've been doing it since 2013. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Like I couldn't see my life any other way now. And it all started from purely being like, try this thing. Which is strange. Yeah. I think. Um, sorry, man, I cut you off. No, I was just going to say that like, you're obviously a seasoned pro. Don't and you? I remember like before I went on stage, there's a couple of guys like, you know, introducing themselves or whatever. Mm. And one guy's like, oh, have so have you done this before? I'm just like, no, this is my first time. And he's like, yeah. oh, you, this is your first time you're doing for like for raw comedy. I was like, yep. Mm. And then he was like, oh, I go to like open mics all the time. And that's like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And yeah. he came out and he, just, he, he was like one of those people who just says gross stuff, like yeah. really gross stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh. See, that's the, I was literally listening to a podcast the other day from another comic 
um, who has started interviewing Sydney comics purely about just the scene and their experiences and starting up and all that sort of thing. And one of the references, or references, one of the stories they had was about Raw at the Comedy Store about the dynamic of it all, of how it's either blokes like yourself where it's like, bucket list, I just want to do this, this is my first time, that mm. sort of thing. It's the people that think they're all Joe Rogan and can get up and just say whatever and I'm, you know, I'm pushing the boundaries and then there's the people who do hit the open mics but are actually quite good. Mm. Um, not to say you weren't good. Oh, well, but clearly not good enough. Mate, came third, so I wouldn't... In my own opinion. <laughs> I, wouldn't worry, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, okay, and so... How did we get to the stand-up thing? I forgot how we got there. Uh, we got there because a divorce success stories. Divorce success stories. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So the divorce, mm. does it, uh, you're five-ish. Five-ish? Yeah. So brothers, three-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got some certain memories. Do you remember, like, was there a catalyst for it in terms of, like, for your parents? Like, was there, you know, you hear of people, like, cheating or... No, I don't... Or was it just a... I don't think so. Different I think, people? I think, um, I think they grew into different people... And I think that, you know, there was, they just, they just weren't meant to be together. Mm. And I think they, ju- they just, it was going south pretty quickly. And I just thought, like, it was pretty, it wasn't like it was like, let's end this together really peacefully. Yeah. There was some, like, yeah, yeah. hairy moments and stuff. Troubles. Yeah. And I just think they just sort of ended it when they, when they needed to. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So there's no real catalyst, no real, like, days of our lives, you know, love <laughs> triangles sort of, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Some Unfortunately. Sort of some art. Yeah, it comes back and causes <laughs> some trouble. Um, did they remarry? Did your parents remarry? Uh, my mum did. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then my dad had a couple of attempts. Ladies? Attempts. Well, as in, like he he had a few long term girlfriends. Yeah. Over yep. the years, yep. and uh, it was really funny because he had this really weird relationship with weddings, the concept. Right. Yeah. So we would often. I remember being in the car with my dad a lot and driving around and we'd drive past a park or a church or and there'd be people getting married and he'd yeah. kind of like laugh at them. Like, right. ah, sucked in, ha, 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 ha. Like, poor them. Yeah, yeah. Obviously quite bitter towards the institution of, of marriage. Yep. Uh, which I'm sure a lot of divorced dads out it's there. It's the same are. as when you get fired from a job. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm never working. I'm never <laughs> eating Red Rooster again. Like, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. But then, yeah. you know, they had a few long-term girlfriends and I remember, remember one distinctly, they are going through a bit of a rough patch or whatever and he he... I'm like, oh, Dad, what are you, where are you, what are you doing tonight? Or what are you doing this afternoon? Because mm. I was about to go back to my mum's. He's like, I'm going to go over to a person's house and ask her to marry me. I was like, just casual, casual what? as. What do you mean? Can I get a lift? Can I get a lift? <laughs> can you drop me? Can you drop me home first, bud? Yeah, <laughs> like, I just got cricket training before that. Is that all right? Um, yeah. So I think he, he was uh, like obviously quite bitter towards it, but then I think he was a bit of a romantic. That was, I guess, his attempt to kind of uh, this big romantic gesture and sort of thing. Yeah. They yeah. didn't get married. No. Uh, so it didn't quite work out for him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. A lot, yeah, I think he was he was he that was a bit of a front that whole laughing right. at weddings and stuff. I yeah. think because he obviously had long term girlfriends and stuff, but um, it didn't end up happening. He wanted to, but it didn't happen. Was it a heart in the right place sort of thing? Do you think, I, I th- or was it a um, like you said, like just purely a front to keep other people happy? Even yeah, like, sorry, the, so. like the the joke is like a bit of a front, but then yeah, yeah. But then I think going through with things, being like, nah, but I am. I am into you. Like I don't know. I think he, he never would have said that. I yeah. think that he just sort of because he wasn't like it's kind of funny because he he wasn't a, an overly emotional guy. Right. And I remember listening to you when you're talking about your dad. Mm. He was one of those classic um, keep it all inside tough guys until emotions kind of things from that ilk, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So especially when you throw like 
divorce, long-term relationship breakdowns and stuff, he was pretty guarded. And yeah. I, I think about he opened up to me a lot, especially in like in the in the last few years before he died. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, w- he would never go. Oh, that's a joke. I really, I really love love or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, never yeah. say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit strange thing to say. Um, <laughs> actually, like I've made a joke there, but I love love. Um, <laughs> you're like, okay, Dad. Um, yeah, right. Okay, so the five five year old. Roughly for yeah. a divorce, yeah. Um, so we're talking what is that early nineties, yeah, sort of thing. So, yeah. growing up, nineties kid between two houses is that? Yeah, essentially. Like my my dad was quite militant about it. Um, and we'd we'd see him every weekend. Yeah. One weekend we'd go to what I called Fish Cocktail Park, which sure. was this random park in Blacktown where he'd go and get fish cocktails and chips. And that's purely yep, that's it. Yep, beautiful yep. memory. And we go back to mum's, and then the following weekend we go to his parents' house and my nan and pa's house. Mm-hmm. Um, they lived in Haverfield yep. near Five yep. Dock, so he was like routine. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was he was one of the, one of the his best qualities I think was um, not military precision because it makes him seem like a bit of a psycho, but like he was always just super punctual. Yeah, always yep. turned up. Yep. Most reliable person you can you can imagine. So he's not missing your baseball games kind of thing. You yeah, know what I mean, like not even like though he wanted to because I was quite shit at <laughs> both cricket and soccer. Yeah, yeah. He probably there's probably a few occasions where he was just like. Like head in the hand kind of stuff, but he turned up, man. He did it. That's yeah. Okay, I like that. Mm. I like that. Yeah, because you kind of want that. Like my dad was very good with that sort of thing in the sense of like, because he would work like when I was like properly growing up, he did night shift, uh, working on the trains, and then as I got a bit older, he was like a postman. But that meant he had to get up at like four a.m. Yeah, and then even like when he retired, it was still like I'm up at four a.m. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Cool, <laughs> whatever, man. What do you do? Did you sit there, like, what do honestly, you he would. That's th- and that's probably you know why we're both here today, <laughs> talking about the. Sh- he would sit out the back of the house and just smoke cigarettes and read the paper and talk to the dog. That's life. And you're like, this is pretty good. And like, I would love. I'd get up some mornings, like you get up to go to the toilet or something, and you just watch him, and he just do laps around his pool, smoke, do laps, go and sit, talk to the dog, you know, clean up the dog shit, yeah. you know, pull some weeds out. Then just go sit down, sit yeah. by the pool. And he's not even like having breakfast or anything. He might have a coffee. Cigarettes are breakfast. Cigarettes are breakfast, yeah. mate. That's, that's what I've heard. Mm. But yeah, that's sort of, <laughs> I don't know, I like that militant. I wish I could have a bit more of that in me. I think it's something that I in- inherited, I guess, if you can say that. I always, I know, I always turn up like 15 minutes early to everything. Yeah, yeah. Job interviews, like 45 minutes. So. Yep. Yeah, I'd rather sit there, yeah. sit there and... Shit yourself. Go through my phone and twiddle my thumbs for 30 minutes than rush there and get yeah. sweaty. I just can't. I, I know it's something hard wine if I can't be late for anything. So yeah. I was looking at that. Well, that's good. You mm. did well tonight. Thank you. Did, you, Thank you gave you. me an 8.26, an 8.30 <laughs> pickup. I didn't want to be uncool. <laughs> I didn't want to be uncool here at f- like 12 past 8 going, hey, man, I'm here. Hey, man, I'm here. Well, dude, I was, yeah, I mean, I was here. I could have just um, messaged you myself, but I didn't. Um, yeah, 8.26 was like. A text message, and then eight twenty eight was the Instagram. Well, like, hey, I am here. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, didn't, you didn't get the message. Came. I'm outside, yeah. sweaty, <laughs> just worried. Okay, so you did mention twenty seventeen yeah. briefly. Mm. Um, where do you want to start? Where well, do you wanna, so? Do you want to run through the year? Yeah, let's timeline it. Let's timeline it. So I forgot about the stand up comedy. That stand-up should comedy? be March. That's March. Yep. Then um, my first daughter was born on May the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. I missed my own birthday. So, own hang birthday. on. Yep. Yeah, so stand-up comedy. I turned 30. Yep. March. Yep. My first daughter was born on May the 2nd. Yep. Then in October, yep. uh, my dad took his own life. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So quite a bit of a, a yum char of a, of a year, I think. Just Fuck, what a way <laughs> of putting it. I love it. So that's so good. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing. I think you kind of have to have that humor mm. in that because it's like you can't, I don't know, when you're talking about anything to do with that, and we can go as deep or as little as you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so October. Yeah, but what had happened is, so I, he, like I, last time I saw him in person, he came down to see my daughter, which yeah. was wonderful, which is yeah. a treasured memory. Um, so he, he'd moved away? like was Yeah, so away, he lived you know? up at Port Macquarie. Yep, yep. And which is, you know, four hours north of Sydney. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of, he had planned to move there with a woman mm-hmm. and that didn't end up happening for a bunch of different reasons. Yep. Um, so he was kind of up there by himself. He was struggling to find a job for a while. He'd sure. been a me- mechanic for like 33 years for the council. You know, I've got the plaque of his service at yep. home, which is cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he was struggling to find a job up there. So he, he went into like aged care for a while, which is obviously yeah. a really noble job to do. Yeah, of course. Um, but it wasn't what he wanted to and do. And just not something that he would have been particularly accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was in yeah. his 50s, you know, like, yeah, it's probably not his favourite job. Yeah, 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 of course. But he eventually found this job working for this sort of construction sort of like lumberjack, not lumberjack, but like a, what do you call a that lumber? company? Like um, a company that cuts down trees. What did you call that? Like a, an arborist. Like a, that's a person that cuts down a tree, isn't it? Yeah, but like on a like industrial scale, like big saws. Oh, like the um, uh, tree loggers? Loggers. Yeah, he worked, for a, he worked for a logger. Logger, loggers. Yeah. Tree, uh, chain, chainsaw boys. Yeah, um, <laughs> I believe that was, was the chainsaw, chainsaw boys. boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he'd, he'd been with this, he'd been with this, in this, with, in a relationship um, with this woman for a little while. And, mm. you know, from all accounts, it was all going sort of well. Um, until one day, a few months previous, he kind of called me out of the blue. Um, we would speak occasionally, like, you yeah. know, maybe once a couple of weeks, once a month at worst. Yeah. He kind of called me and said, um, I'm, at, I'm at the hospital at Port Macquarie because I've had a panic attack. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, you using the term panic attack is a real it's shock. Cause that's pretty, like you don't hear that from that gen. Yeah. I'm like, do you even know what a panic attack is? And so he'd been at work and he'd had this, if what he describes kind of like a heart attack. Yeah. And the ambulance came and got him and he sort of elaborated on that he'd been going through some difficulties with his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they were going through a bit of a rough patch and they decided to call it quits and he was obviously quite like heartbroken and quite devastated yeah, about yeah. this and I was like I, I didn't know he was going through this and so we kind of had this really deep chat and this really deep connection and, and for the next few weeks or so I was just sort of checking in with him yeah, of course, yeah. and just saying are you okay because he had to go undergo through all these mental assessments Assess- and yeah, things like yep. that and yep. you know for, as you sort of just, just said like that generation they're not used to that sort of stuff. No. They're not no. opening up, especially this to a stranger at a hospital, like in that sort of format. And it's very, uh, you know, which he might have liked. It's very sort of regimented. It's very detailed. It's very, you know, you're not, they're not just like, are you all right? And you go, yes. Where it's like, it's just these huge checklists of like, you know, do you think all sadness is bad sadness? <laughs> and all that yeah. sort of shit. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I didn't come here for this. Yeah, like like, chainsaw boys. Yeah, I know. Let me, let me go back. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, that would be quite eye-opening yeah. for him. Yeah, well. yeah. And he, he, he f- and there's only a couple of times that I've really felt him be quite vulnerable and, and almost sort of scared. Mm. And that was one of those times. I'm like, fuck, he's in trouble here. Um, and then, you know, a couple of months passed or so and... And he seemed to get back with his, his partner, which he was very happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
it didn't go. Then he called me one day again, and said, "Look, it's not going well. She's she, we've decided to to not be together." And um, you know, he sounded quite quite forlorn. And I'm like, "Look, you know, it's going to be alright." And he, he'd mentioned a couple of times that you know, don't worry, I'm not going to do anything stupid. Like I'm not going to do anything like yeah, yeah, kill myself or anything like that. Plastic, yeah, yeah. I know that everyone says that. Yeah, yeah. And um, of course, then you know, like. You think he's okay, and he's, mm. he's you know he's four hours away, so I couldn't exactly go and see him. Exactly, especially yeah, with yeah. a young daughter, like he can't just disappear no. for, for a day or something like that. Do you think that's a? Do you think that is sort of a similar thing to the, like laughing at people in the park, like Maybe. at that wedding, like that's a masky yeah. sort of thing of like, you know, the inside, you know, the inside feeling is like, marriage is cool. I'm gonna tease it. The inside feeling is obviously not great. Yeah. But then going like, no, mate, don't worry. Like, I'll, I'm not gonna do anything. Like, just putting this facade up. Reflective. Almost. Like looking back on it, probably. Yeah. And like my brother, um, and I'll get to what happened. Yeah. And he's just sort of. I remember one day he was. I'm like, oh look, you know, I'll come and see you soon. You know, checking with him every day, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Like, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know now, and. Um, all these things sort of you look back and go, oh, I should have done more, but of course, you yeah, just yeah. couldn't. And he, he, I remember one. You'll you'll like this. <laughs> I like this. So that's <laughs> a weird thing to say, but yeah. I was working. What do you think? What do you think of me, man? <laughs> this, is, this, is, um, this is bad perception of me as a person. I was working as an MC. Yep. At a um, little inner city festival. Yep. Right, yep. and I was like doing this stage, and you know, there's a battle of the bands and that sort of stuff, and. Yep. So all you know, stereotypical. Yeah, there's a festival in the city. Yeah, that's <laughs> or right. in the west. That's right. Yeah. And um, I was trying to message him. I'm just like, hey, dad, are you all right? I was messaging about like football results and hey, did you see, yep. you know, Huddersfield win or whatever. Yeah. And um, he wasn't replying. Mm. And for him, that was super, like super unexpected, yeah. super strange. Good with the texting. Yeah, for he was pretty guy, like yeah. rapid fire. Yeah, right. Um, and so I had this, this dreading feeling all day getting on stage saying thanks very much to you know the fruit loops or whatever like that yeah. was the shittest band can you believe it? like <laughs> yeah guys can you believe it they're all still in school anyway uh, like I'm, I'm not thinking about my dad at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great and uh, then like because i couldn't really call him so i was remember driving home and trying to call him he wasn't answering i'm like something is seriously wrong and um i got home and it got to like a certain point i'm just like i gotta call port macquarie police station yes yeah. there's no one else around him that knows him yep and so I called the police station. I said, hey, go check on my dad. Here's his address. Can you just go check him out and make sure he's okay? Yeah. And then like hours pass. Yeah. I'm just hearing nothing. And then I called again. I said, hey, is there any word? And like, oh, look, someone will get to in touch with you soon. Like half an hour later, the door knocked and it was two uniformed police. Oh, whoops. Yeah. And they sort of came in and said, hey, can we come inside? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I sort of sit, they sit down and they just sort of tell me, look, there's been a man, a deceased man, found at your your dad's house, dude. And I was just like, I kind of went into shock, like you know, in like movies and TV shows, and goes, I start sort of yeah, shaking. Yeah, it's real, like it happens. Yeah. So I just sort of started shaking because like they couldn't really say it was him. Yeah. They can't legally That's say kinda, that. I guess unless like what can they look at a can they check a, they can't check a wallet or anything can they or well I guess, yeah I guess they I guess can, they but can but even then they still don't want to like be the bear. I don't want to say bearer of bad news because that's, I mean, they do do that. Yeah. But yeah, shit. Okay. And then like, then they said, look, so the local Port Macquarie people are going to call you soon. They're at the house right now. Yeah. What time is this? This is like pretty late. 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. Yeah, shit. And um, 
I go, yeah, cool, no worries. Like the, those cops are great. And like uh, think, think about now, like can you imagine how many times those cops have to just have that conversation a week, Dude, a day? Like, yeah. They cop, they cop a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, oh, no pun intended. They cop a lot of shit. But fuck, I'd, I would not even contemplate doing that. Yeah. Like just the stuff that they would go through on, you know, in the level of, you know, putting their lives on the line, but also the things they find, the things they have to tell people, and oh my god, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's a special breed of person there has yeah. to do that sort of job. So then this regional Port Macquarie detective guy calls me and just says, "Look, yep, we found him. It is your dad. Yeah, um, you know, like who needs to know about this?" And I go, "Obviously, go to my brother and my uncles and my yeah. my nan." Um, and he's like, "Look, you're also going to have to come up." Well, someone's gonna come up and identify the body. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Well, I guess that's me." How was that drive, man? It was pretty, pretty horrible because I didn't. You didn't know. Like, it's this. You don't really know. It's such a surreal thing to, to experience. It's something you never. Yeah, you just like, happen. oh, how do I act in this situation? Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I just tend to get really busy, mm-hmm. so I think I think having to drive four hours to Port Macquarie actually was quite a therapeutic, better thing, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I was just yep. with my brother as well. He came with me. Yep. And we had to go to the police station first. Then we had to kind of like, um, I had to tell him what had been happening. Had to go through all the text messages. And obviously what had just happened, the yep. way he was saying what he was saying to me, it all made sense. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's just an awful feeling. And then we had to go to the hospital and, you know, ID the body and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I remember like going back to the car and like moving quite quickly. My, my brother's like, just slow down for a second. I go, I can't slow down. Because yeah, because then I'll think about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll crumble. Yeah. It'll be yeah. all over. Dude. And we had to go to his house, you know, and like get all the shit from his house. Oh, of course. And yeah. the thing about it, like this is why, because he was a home brewer. He made heaps of beer. Yeah. And yeah. the fucking garage was full of beer. Yeah. It's not something he'd been planning. It was just a sort of, he was really low. Yeah. Something must have yeah. happened and it was just sort of pushed him over the edge. So it, it, everything was still there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just horrible. Yeah. No kind of, um, in terms of like, uh, use this word in, you know, inverted commas or whatever, closure, like no kind of like, there's no note, there's no message to the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, well, no he, he left a note um, to me and my brother and he tried to get in touch with the, 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 the lady. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I think, without going into, like, super detail. Of course, yeah. Please. Yeah, she Don't just, <laughs> they just weren't, it was at a place where yeah. it just wasn't going to work. And I think yeah. maybe he had trouble accepting that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my brother, this is when he sort of said, look, the medical people from the hospital, when he was, you know, under that. The panic attack thing? Yeah. yeah. They, he, they, he said they could have come to the house a hundred times and he always would have said, no, I'm fine. I'm just close the door straight yeah, away. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. like, it's not like he was gonna ever open up to that sort of stuff so no no yeah it's just it's yeah it's it's a it's a strange one like mm. it's a you can sit there and think of all the what ifs of of it all which i'm sure I you, know, you don't need me to tell you that yeah. like i'm sure you did that and then you probably will forever like yeah. it's such a killer yeah um yeah right okay so do you think i don't know that just trying to figure out how to word it with being tasteful. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry for ruining your podcast. Bro, the worst. This is the worst story. No. <laughs> go back to snakes. You went to snakes yeah. for a little so while. So, go back, man. <laughs> Tell me about that red back thing again. Um, because that was sick. That I liked that. Um, <laughs> so, you and your brother, you're driving up. Yeah. Uh, talking. 
silence, yeah, we memory, talking, music. Could, what we, we, we were talking. Um, he didn't know as much as I did yeah. as well, which made it difficult. Yeah. Um, but like he he understood that we had a different relationship than what than what he sort of had. Sure. Yep. Um, and yeah, it just turned into an ordeal, man. Like it was just. I didn't like being in the house because, of course, I had to go to the house. I had to sell the house. I had to fucking oh, of course, yeah. get stuff out of it. The vinies. I remember one time, it's like it happened over a series of weekends because I was working, of course, mm-hmm. and I had a small daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like I'd, in your spare time, can you go up to Port Macquarie and sell your dad's house? Yeah, yep. Um, yes, please. Yeah, and my uncles were really cool about it as well. Yeah. Like, they just did what, what uncles do. Um, I remember one time I organized to have the local vinies or whatever come. And they'd pick up old couches or whatever, yeah. which is cool. And one time I was, and I wasn't running late. I wanted to make sure <laughs> that is just certain. Don't edit that it's on out. the record. Uh, <laughs> I was driving. I was going to write down this time, <laughs> man, for a different reason. I'm definitely not going to edit this out of the show. <laughs> the, I remember driving down my dad's street, and the van was the van was there, and it was driving away. I'm like, what? Yeah. What are they doing? They're meant to be here now. What's going on? I sort of I tried to like tail them. And like they were just driving away, and like I'm not in a mood, I'm not doing a car this chase. This is the, like the worst Italian job. <laughs> it's the river. It's like they've come to take your your father's couch. It's like oh man, that's so funny. And then I called him. Go, what are they? What are they doing here? Like, oh, like they were just in the neighborhood. They just sort of dropped by. They're still coming at next time. Like oh, thank, yeah. thank goodness for that. Um, but yeah, like going through all your dad's stuff, as I'm sure you did. It's just like, what do you do? Like, what do I keep? What do I get rid of? Like, I don't know. What to yeah. Do. As when it first when it first happened, like you know, in the first sort of year or so, sentimental about everything, mm. like just so like crazy sentimental. And then in the last maybe year or so, I'm like kind of being a bit more frivolous with it, being like, oh, I don't need to keep that stubby holder yeah. that he liked, like or what you know things like that. Like that's a that's a bad example because that's a good one. I probably would keep that. But, um, you know, there's just like cupboards and cupboards okay, of like... here's one for you. He, uh, he lived in Marylands in Sydney for a while. Mm-hmm. And he, um, I, at first, I, what helped me, I guess, is that I had to drive everything in my car for four hours. So that made my a lot more lethal having mm-hmm. to get, get yep. rid of. Yep. I kept for a while this crappy um, Marylands golf club polo that I would never wear. It would never fit me. Yeah, yeah. And the other day I'm just like... Nah. I don't need this. Don't need a bed shirt. No, I don't <laughs> so need a bed like shirt. This weird kind of old man, golfy smelling shirt. Don't yeah. need it. Don't yeah. need it. Was you mentioned um, the footy? Like you said, um, like did you see Huddersfield one or whatever? Is mm. it, was he English? No, he wasn't. Um, Just a big fan. Yeah, we we f- followed Leeds because um, his maternal grandma was from Leeds. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that was, and he w- he was like a Roosters fan in the NRL, and mm-hmm. I was a South fan. So, so a bit of a rivalry there yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. And that's a shit thing, man. Like. You don't go. You go through periods where, like, I wasn't. I'm really into sport now, but I wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you know, he used yep. to call. We used to do this thing like footy tips every week. He'd call me and get the tips, and yep. sometimes I just didn't care. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And yep. you always hate yourself now because you should have cared more in the Everything. moment. Everything. Yeah. You just like. Yep. But now I'd like love to fucking talk about footy tips. I'll talk to you for hours about footy. Please. Tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The footy thing is a big thing for me as well mm. because my dad, like, my dad grew up northern beaches and also, like, down south, like, Wollongongi way, but mainly northern beaches. So, big Manly fan. Mm. And when uh, Manly, like, merged with the North Sydney Bears yeah. and then became Northern Eagles. Did that, ha- hang on, did that actually happen? Because that's, that's the official story that they merged. Yeah. yeah. But, like, basically, the Bears just disappeared. Pretty much essentially mm. like they all got like i don't know they got a, 
amalgamate into one thing. Yeah. And then it was like the next season or maybe the season after was like, oh, it's just manly again. Yeah. Like They could have put like a bear on the jersey or something. Yeah, anything. And it's like, oh, but, you know, the first word's northern. And it's like, oh, yeah, from North Sydney. But yeah, I see what you've done. Like, I can see the little homage there. But, but after that, there was just, I don't know, there was just a bad taste in his mouth. And he started following Melbourne Storm for some reason. Oh, okay. I don't know why. But still would, you know, support Manly, but not as diehard. Mm. But obsessed with, you know, Craig Bellamy, Cameron Smith, all that sort of stuff. Constantly, even to this day, like, the Storm win. And I'll be like, fuck yeah, Dad, are you happy? Mm. And then I go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. I remember. Well, that's the thing. He missed out. He's missed out on, like, Roos's winning... Three in a row. Three in two, a row. Two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row. Leeds getting... Back, back up to the Premier League oh, as no. well. It's just like, what are you doing, man? One of my mates, uh, one of my mates passed away in a like a um, scooter accident. Like he was riding a scooter in Cambodia, I think it was. Oh, okay. and went down a pot, like went down a manhole, and yeah, rest is history. But mm. he was a huge Queens Park Rangers fan, huge QPR fan, mm. and then literally that year was the year they got promoted. Oh. And I was like, he would love that, but also I think it's happened because he died mm. <laughs> like do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, i'm like yeah. it's for him somehow yeah. i'm like someone <laughs> someone's doing something thank you for your sacrifice <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Oh, he's done it um <laughs> so with your dad like yes. i sort of mentioned football mm. as a bit of a thing is there any kind of triggers anything that triggers you now like like um, uh, movies or yeah music music big time like he was a massive acdc fan yep. and like black sabbath fan and all like all, all the, the classics and it was really interesting, like, he used to always make mixtapes. Yeah, right. And he kind of, like, he had, like, these amazing tapes. Like, he was very methodical about how he sort of filed them. And he would, like, play it based on mood. If we were driving a Foster, he'd, like, okay, we're going to start with this tape. And then we move to this tape. And there was just different mixes and stuff. Yeah, right. So, like, music is a huge, huge trigger. Um, and when I'm feeling a bit sad, I just put my put some ACDC in and have a bit of a cry on the train. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's just a nice yeah. release. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to Port Macquarie. Can't do it. No, I drove past. Well, I drove to Foster recently, and like uh, the signs of Port Macquarie were there. I'm just like, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and you'll relate to this, man. Like, it's just having questions about kids. Yeah, and you know, even questions about like relationship as well. It's just like, did know, he get? He obviously got to meet your firstborn. Yeah, but she was. But she was like really super young. young. Like yeah. she'd never remember it. And there's this photo of them together. And you know when like your kid's super young and like you know fresh and just like they haven't really turned to a little, little human yet. Potato. Yeah, the little yeah. sort of weird little yep, spuddy thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. That I love that that photo. So it was just things like that. Yeah. You know, you're never gonna get to ask him those sort of questions. And even I know his answer would be. Well, I don't know. But even just being able to sort of do that. You almost need that, like, just, I guess, just that confirmation that no one really knows. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's there's people that can be like, oh, I'm the best parent in the world. I know exactly what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But when it comes down to it, like, that age-old thing of, like, your parents are just two people that are doing, that the they're just they fucking can. figuring it out. Yeah. So, the idea of, like, I would probably be exactly the same, man. If I had to ask my dad stuff, he'd be like, well, you know, like, uh, what do you think you should do? Yeah. And he'd be like, I don't know. That's why I've... <laughs> why are you making a riddle, come, dad? That's why I've come here. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just give me something. Um, yeah, that, that, that one's a killer for me, is not... Because he didn't meet my daughter at all. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's just like, and now that she's like growing up, like she's a little bit older, like, you know, two is, you know, good age for teaching them things. Mm. And she's so into my wife's dad, like absolutely loves him. And I'm like, oh, like I could have had that too. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this great podcast if uh, <laughs> he was still around. But yeah. yeah, man, tell me, tell me a little bit about the, uh, about the funeral. Like, uh, did you speak? Yeah, yeah. So he, um, he always sort of said that he didn't want to end up in a nursing home. He didn't want to um, have a big. He wanted to be cremated. He didn't want to be buried. He didn't want to go to a church or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was happy to oblige. Cause I'm not a super religious person either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we what ended up happening is his uncle or my uncle, his brother, yep. um, sort of helped organise to set this local RSL. Just got a few of the, like his old schoolmates there. He didn't have a he- heaps of friends either. Yeah. Um, and we sort of just got everyone there, had a bit of a lunch, just small photos of them passed around, that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I said a few words just because, you know, I just feel not weird not to. Mm, yeah. And my uncle did the very kind of like, you know, hey, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, you know, the formal side of it. I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, my dad would, f- would say that he doesn't have a lot of friends, but look at everyone here today. Yeah. Yep. Um, couple of gags about how, because he w- he was a really good sportsman, I think, and uh, you know me, not neither me and my brother really emulated that. Yep, yep. He, I think he wanted me to play rugby league as well, but my mum wouldn't let us play rugby league. Yeah, right. Because obviously I'm quite beautiful. Oh and man, um, I was gonna say. Yeah. Glad you didn't ruin that. Yeah, my, my money maker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just couple of gags about how I shit at sport, but he's always there for me and that kind of stuff. Mm. I d- I wanted to get it quite quite quick because you know it was all very raw and that sort of stuff and. You know, I, I I didn't make jokes, and this is harking back to my bad stand-up routine. Sure, third yep. place. And they didn't they didn't <laughs> get laughs. I was like, well, I was expecting laughs. It's not like that kind of thing. Yeah, it was weird. See, I I did go for the laughs, but I think that's the comic in me that is but like. You probably nailed the laughs too. Oh, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually need to watch that again because, like, we've got the DVD of it. Oh, and I want to watch it again purely. Because, like, I feel like I was looking at a certain few people while mm. I was delivering it. Mm. So, you know, I was getting laughs from them, but I don't know, maybe it's because I was, like, staring at them. But the greater the greater room seemed to be pretty, seemed to be vibrant. It was yeah. good. It was warm. It yeah. was a warm room for yeah. what it was. But um, I, I'm, I, like, I wrote a tweet about this the other day because I had to go to my wife's. Had to go. I feel so bad. I went to my you wife's. Were dragged. I, dra- I was dragged, man. I was so, like... Ugh. Um, no, my wife's uh, grandma passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. And went to her funeral and there was like a really beautiful speech by her cousin and like a great, uh, great granddaughter, great, yeah, great granddaughter, like read a poem. And at the end of these things, it's just silence. It's like, I want to like, we need to normalize clapping mm. at funerals, I think. Because mm. people, it's not people like pour their hearts out. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they go, thank you. And then a whole room of people go like, now sit down. Yeah. <laughs> sit down with your feelings. The other thing on. about that is poems, right? Like poems don't get much of an airing outside of funerals. No. Maybe a wedding. Maybe, a w- yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah. But even then, I think poems don't get, unless it's like a slam poetry, mm-hmm. they don't get the clapping that they probably deserve. Right. And for this, like this girl, she was only like, her great granddaughter was only like six. 
Okay. She so gets up, does this beautiful, reads this beautiful poem, slams it, and then we're all like, like the entire room's like, okay, great. <laughs> That'd be weird for her. Horrible. I'd say it'd be horrible, yeah. but I mean, not horrible, but I don't know. I feel like it'd be it'd sh- be shaping. It would shape you somehow. Yeah, because you, you're, you're clapping. You're not clapping. Clapping the beautiful poem, not the fact that someone's no longer there. Like you're not. That's it, and that's the that. thing is, yeah. it's like you know when people sort of say, uh, like, don't wear black, wear colourful stuff, and it's like. Okay, so let's let's what? bring in some clapping. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like let's let's get rid of let's let's update wed- uh, weddings. Let's update funerals. Yeah, a little bit. But as a tangent, I didn't mean to go <laughs> on that. But that was the thing that I felt like you know got some alright laughs, and then you know you wrap up with something sentimental. Yeah, and you're like the comic in me is like. Oh man, that last bit bombed. <laughs> yeah, you, you need a big finish, right? <laughs> That's it. You've yeah. got to have that whole. Um, yeah, I'll be Mitch Garling. Thanks, guys. Bye. Like, yeah, yeah. and get off stage. Whereas yeah. this was like, gonna miss you, mate. Silence. Mm. Okay, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's eat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's no good. No good. Um, yeah, right. Any kind of um, any kind of similarities between you and your dad, apart from the punctuality? Uh, I mean, we look quite similar. I'd say. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I'm noticing as well, and this kind of touched on what we've spoken about before, is just mannerisms and stuff. And, and then now sure. that I'm a dad too, just stuff I'd say that he used to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I say Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, yeah. And now my four-year-old four saying Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. or Christ Almighty, yep. the, the close cousin of, um, which is very sweet, but also a little bit I shouldn't be saying that. And I started calling him Buffhead, which is what my dad used to call yeah. my brother yep. and I. And it's just like little little things like that. Um, but yeah, personality-wise, he's probably a bit closer to my brother. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Which is which is great. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably where the, the similarities kind of end, I think. Um, my dad used to call me Bear. Like, that was his nickname for me. Mm-hmm. It all purely started because when I was younger, when I found out his name was Bob, because his name's Robert, Bob, I started calling him Bob, like as a joke. Yeah. And he was like, well, if you call me Bob, I'm going to call you Bear. And I was like, Okay, Bob. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> and then I obviously kept calling him Dad. Like, went back to calling him Dad. Mm. And he called me Bear for the rest of my life. Whereas now... He won. I find... He wins. He mm. wins. Um, I find myself calling my daughter, like, Monkey. I'm like, oh, Monkey. Like, it's... I know, obviously, different animals. But yeah, still, yeah. That, like, <laughs> are that, they? they are, man. Um, yeah. You know, it's, the, it's the redback, red belly, black snake <laughs> thing all over again. <laughs> but it's kind of similar to the buffhead thing where you're yeah. like... Just these little things of, like... The way that your dad interacts, yeah, comes into you without even realizing, and then you're like, oh yeah, we are probably pretty similar there, aren't we? Yeah, it's dormant, right? And it just sort of awakens at some point. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> Christ Almighty, what are you saying? What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you did send me another similarity that you and your oh. dad share. You were leading me, and I was meant. I to wasn't remember. leading you, oh. I, but I also was. Um, I. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm happy to d- if we're talking about the same thing. So number five. Yeah, when I was um, I was slow to get my driver's license, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when I was 18, yep, in the Red Peas, and I remember going to a party, um, a house party, and getting quite drunk. Mm-hmm. Then quite sensibly deciding not to drive home till the following afternoon. Sure. And I was. You go, cool, I had a big breakfast at my mate's house. Like, I've waited enough time, I think, to drive. And so I I'd, I'd was actually going to my girlfriend's now wife's house when this happened. And then um, it was an RBT. Yep, really. Like, okay, 
uh, this, uh, everything seems to be in order. I'm just going to pull in. Yeah. And they breathalyzed me. And then uh, they said, because I was at P's in the zero alcohol zero limit. So yeah. I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to place you under arrest because uh, you are still over the limit. This is like two in the afternoon. I was like, bro, that's oh. a reflection on that <laughs> night. How good was that <laughs> night? Oh my God. They went back to the, oh, they went, so then I got into getting back to the paddy wagon. This is Pacific Highway near Barara, which you yep. probably know well. Yep. Uh, oh, I feel like I know the exact spot they yeah, sit too. Yeah, oh man, they, they, yeah. they love that spot. Yeah. Uh, Toll gates, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, <laughs> and then the, my, who I was sharing the paddy with, paddy wagon with, the guy gets in, he's like, oh mate, no license, no regger, back to jail for me. And I was like, okay, she's like, polite young. Yeah. First oh. offender, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a good word for you. Yeah. And I went back to the station and the official rating, the official reading was 0.005, which is the lowest possible reading you can get. So it goes from z- nothing to that. Bro. So I had to go to court. Yeah. I had to go to what's called the Traffic Offenders Program mm-hmm. for eight weeks and watch... Or go look at accident footage and all oh. sorts of hardcore shit yep. like that. Yep. Great program. Yes. Pro people who I think deserve a little bit more than me. Who probably are, you know, spinning out and hitting a tree or yeah. whatever in the in the midst of the drinking as yeah. opposed to someone who's had a big brekkie. That's right. Try to just trying to drive to his girlfriend. Too much vodka at a, at a house party night before. <laughs> uh, and but, and I, which I didn't lose my license. I didn't lose any points. I didn't get fined. So I think that's fine. I got what's called a section 10. Right. Which means it's a there's no conviction, but an offence is recorded for those playing. It's like home. the poli- it's police record, right? Instead yeah. of criminal record or something yeah. like that. And I was on a good behaviour bond as well for a little while. Wow. Yeah. So does that mean if you reoffend, they're like throw the book at him kind of thing? Well, I remember being a real dickhead about it, like not not bragging as how I was heaps tough. I remember I was at this other house party. <laughs> Not gonna drive the next day. Oh boy! And I remember the cops turned up, and I'd like I like hid because oh I'm on a good behavior bond, even though I wasn't doing anything illegal. Like what a wanker! What a dick move! <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the cool older dude coming yeah. into the party, being like he's got a record, bro. Like yeah, chill. Section ten, man. Mitch uh, is here, man. <laughs> Don't man, he can't go back. He can't go back. He did some serious time in the back of that. Was it an icy paddy wagon too? You know the ones where they make you cool down. Do you know those? But was it a like? Have you seen How those? How many ones? have you been in? Just one. Okay. Just one. But this yeah. is, oh man, this is a whole story. Yeah. Which, um, essentially my mates and I got uh, arrested. They thought that an attempted murder. <laughs> it's such a... It, I don't I know why I laugh. I mean, it, it was, could be a murder. It was pretty sad. Know. Yeah. Anyway, lock the door. Um, <laughs> no, it was this whole thing. Um, basically, we were coming home again from a night out. Uh-huh. Uh, my mate was sober. He was driving us around. We saw these girls that we went to high school with. On the side of the road, they were crying, pulled over. We said, what's going on? They said, these guys threw a cup of piss on us. And we were like, what? And they're like, yeah, these guys like, were walking past. They were hitting on us. We denied them. One of them pissed in a cup and threw it on us. And it was like... Which is the ultimate like, <laughs> move you want to go to. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I make a joke about it being like, oh, it's probably the mayor of the Central Coast. <laughs> that's, who, that's who that was. That's how he got. Like, straight after that, they gave him the sash and they were like, you're in. You're a, you're a gentleman. Um one of the girl's boyfriends finds out about it, chases after the dudes, reacts and like fully attacks them. Okay. Like proper, like, you know, like a star post, you know what a star post is? No. Like in the things in the ground, like stuff that you Oh, like, okay. As in the, like, I'm going to put this up and build a temporary fence. Right, right, right. Grabbed one of them out of a garden and went... Went to town. Ballistic. Um, 
Anyway, I don't know if I should be talking about this, but um, <laughs> are, you, are you a fugitive? Yeah. Like so anyway, I have. Uh, yeah, this is, my, this is my new name, Mitch Scarling. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, they chase this guy. Uh, the guys, sorry, the boyfriend chases these guys. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. I, my mates are like, we should take the girls home. There's not enough room in the car, so I wait, and I'm like, go and drop the girls home. Come and pick me up. They drive home. On the way home, they pick up the girl's boyfriend. He just jumps and runs, like lies across them. He's like, doesn't care that he can't fit in the car. Yeah. And while I'm sort of walking in the general direction of where home is, waiting for the boys to come back, a bunch of cop cars just pull over and they're like, get on the ground. Because him and I actually had very similar builds. Oh. Color of shirt. Right. All that sort of thing. Yeah. I get detained. I'm like... My mates have just, like, they're just dropping these girls home. Like, they're coming back to pick me up. You Sounds guys are going to look so dumb. Like, blah, blah, blah. My mates come. As they turn around the corner, there's blood smeared all down the side of the car uh, from the boyfriend. Yeah. Who had been stabbed in return. Oh. So there's blood everywhere. The cops are, like, fucking guns drawn kind of thing on the boys. Like, get out of the car. Anyway, so it's, it's a whole, whole thing where eventually like it was looking like my mates would have to go to court and like testify against this guy. I can't remember what ended up happening, but we were in like we were in thrown in the paddy wagons, locked up for ages. And then eventually it was like we <laughs> had to literally rat this guy out essentially and be like he did it. Well, you, what, what, what could well, you we're do? not going to be like, oh yeah, we did it. Like you know in the mafia, like this cool no, not again, that's part of my <laughs> cover. Um but that's the thing, we're not going to be like Oh, we've got to stay true to that guy we just met tonight. Yeah. It's like, no, he did it. Yeah. Anyway, but it was like, it was weird for a while there because like we, he got like some form of parole and then we'd see each other randomly at house parties and shit and you'd just be like, cool. Anyway, how did I get onto this story? Why did uh, I get here? So I was telling you my relatively uh, small fry crime spree. <laughs> oh yeah, then I just you went, you oh that's right. It. Hey, I was, I big dogged you there for a little bit there. I was like, yeah, I was arrested for murder. <laughs> Um, the link was though my my dad had been arrested for DUI when he was about the same age. Yes, so right. The similarities there. So what what age was it? I think he was. Sorry, about you the said same. twenty, didn't you? You said 20? eighteen. Eighteen. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. So he was about the same, and that he, it, it scars you when that sort of thing happens. Not no, it's no murder thing, but like <laughs> you always are super vigilant about not drinking and driving. He always used to be like just drink light beers when yep. he wasn't staying home. Like he yep. just turned this, and I guess it's a good thing because drinking mm. and driving sucks. And yeah. you definitely shouldn't do it. Um, but yeah, it's just funny, like it's weird sort of parallel. We both sort of did the same thing at the same age. So your old man, uh, how old was he when he passed? He was 56. 56. So you're looking, what's that, f- 60s or something that he was... When this happened when to him? When this happened? Is that yeah, right? 70s. 70s. Yeah, 70s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that like Australian drink driving laws were pretty lax. For quite a while. So how fucked up was he? Well, I didn't get the full story. <laughs> I think it was one of those things where he didn't want it to be like a, tell us that story about how you yeah. like were smashed, yeah. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was kind of like, no, it was, I was doing something very stupid and you know, I shouldn't have done it and I've never done it ever again. And I was like... Very respectable. I think when he was... Uh, he, had I asked him that question tomorrow, he would tell me the full story. Yes. I'd like to think. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the... The it wasn't like a badge of honor. Yeah. Do you think he know. looked down on you for zero 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 point five? I think yeah. Or whatever was, it was. Was he ashamed of <laughs> he me? He was like, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he was like, what are you 
You bit, oh mate, you barely blew. Would you? <laughs> would you have a fucking cherry ripe and then go for a drive? <laughs> no, I think he was. I think he was just with everyone that I told. That I tell this story, they're just like, oh, what a joke. Because I remember, like in the court, the police prosecutor before the, the judge saw me and did, did his thing or her thing. I can't remember who it was. Um, the police prosecutor's like zero point zero zero five. Is that even a sip? I'm like, what are we doing here? Then? Yeah, what you guys. Doing this yeah, stuff? like yeah. Oh. So I think he was, he was kind of like of that opinion as well. I'd say at least the like you said, at least you didn't get you didn't lose the license. You didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, didn't lose the license. Didn't get all the no fine either. No, just the eight weeks. Just the eight weeks at um uh, some high school for Seven Hills. <laughs> like it was, but like they weren't. All, it wasn't always like. Crash, like footage from a crash. It was sometimes it was like a guy in a wheelchair came in, but he was like an Australian basketball wheelchair champion, and he was just like, yeah, I'd, tr- "I'd give it a, all my medals away to walk tomorrow." And you're like, "Fuck, yeah, that's heavy." So yeah. it did. It, it's a great program. They give you homework and shit. So. Yeah, what kind of homework? <laughs> like, this is the funny thing. Like, you get, it's like really basic stuff. Yeah, it's like, but I, I, remember, I remember the one week I missed for whatever reason. It was the week about drugs and alcohol. It was like the one reason I was there. I missed it. Yeah. And the judge, I don't know, he was cool with it. Yeah. How do you, Passed. yeah, you got to cram, uh, you're like, <laughs> cram and you're like, oh man, how many <laughs> drinks can I have? How many pills can I take before I drive? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's none. <laughs> like, you just get heaps angry. Oh, I knew that. Man. Yeah. I love that. Those weird similarities are great. Yeah. Where it's like, it's almost a bit, uh, it's almost a bit urban legendy, mm. where it's like, you know, you heard Mitch, right? Your father learned this lesson, and yeah. you must learn it too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, tell me a little bit more about uh, you. You mentioned a, a gentleman there that was in a wheelchair. Mm. What sort of was it? Purely from the from an accident, like that he had caused, or I can't remember his story. Actually, I think his story was around. He was on a motorbike, and he lived in like a like a rural property he had on a motorbike and I think he was like gunning it and just like snapped his neck and he just couldn't walk again but then yeah. he's like he kind of used that pain and that kind of instead of going because it was quite easy to kind of like throw in the towel and just be you know depressed the rest of life or he can kind of use it as to spur it on yeah I mean obviously not being in that situation you never know how it would be mm. kind of similar to stuff with your dad like you never know like similar stuff with my dad like yeah. I couldn't tell you what it feels like to be like you have this long to live yeah, <laughs> well, yeah like yeah. so it's like uh what so you don't know if it would be like a fight or flight sort of thing mm. um you did mention to me you sent in one of the messages you sent was uh, about an injury for yourself as well like obviously oh yes 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 like i'm not comparing this to <laughs> <laughs> the the poor paraplegic uh, quadriplegic or whatever it was gentleman the champion, the basketball champ- champion, the amazing. Uh, yeah, I um, I broke my leg pretty badly playing f- soccer as a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and um, it was the end of my playing career. Yeah, this happened a, f- a few years ago, several years ago, and I'm not even going to try and link it to this wheelchair basketball. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. That's on me. Yeah, so. <laughs> I went to so a man, music festival yeah. and I went to a skiing. Man, tell me about how you fought <laughs> instead of flight or so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. See, I was telling, I was telling you, you told me that story about the uh, the gentleman in the wheelchair. Uh, like, make a direct comparison to how you <laughs> broke your leg right now. Um, so, in a cast for three months. Yeah, it was about four months. So, it was like a full-length cast and people listening won't be able to see this, but like my leg had to be straight for a month in like a plaster cast. 
And then I got a, a cool little one which was allowed me to bend my leg. And then I had to have a moon boot. Moon boot, yeah. I'm rocking. Which I think you're currently suffering with. Yep. Um, and then it was, yeah, it was about three or four months. And it was just, it was a really clean break. So I was quite lucky. How? Playing goalkeeper, how? Because a guy kind of slid into me and I was wearing these really cheap sh- uh, oh. shin pads. And he kind of just clicked on my tibia. And, and it was like a really clean backwards? break. Backwards? Like? Yeah, it was, it was just like, it was almost like he just kind of sliced it in the middle. And Dude. I was like, yeah. On the ground, and yeah, it was awful, man. Oh, it was awful. I was like, I was at home for ages. I mean, I was living with my brother at the time, mm-hmm. and his special job was to come home and empty my wee bottle every day. Amazing, which is good to have connection. Yeah, between yeah. siblings, he was. For I'll always be thankful for him for that. Yeah, uh, and I had like you know, I had sponge baths and stuff. Well, I had a bit of plastic bag on my leg, and thankfully, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time helped me. Uh, now, wife helped me shower and that sort of man. stuff as well. Did you so have like the shower chair and stuff? Obviously. No, I just kind of stood there. But even when you had it straight? Yeah, I kind of had it la- kind of resting outside the shower and oh. sort of washed myself down and Man. wiping my, b- like not to bring toilet stuff into this, but Please wiping my it. bottom was probably the hardest thing I had to do. Yeah. Do yeah. the angles and stuff and that is cramped. Do you know the, do you know the comic Tom Segura? No, no. Tom Segura is like an American comic, but he, uh, he was just doing like a sketch for one of his podcasts, um, doing a dunk competition. I'll send I'll send you the video. Yeah. But he slipped out from underneath himself, snapped his knee and uh. but landed on his arm and snapped it. So he's he's the opposite, like he's leg out on it, on opposite sides. Yeah. Well yeah, but also yeah, is it I'd have to yeah. It'd be, I think it's right leg and then. He left can't arm. do anything. No, he's like rehabbing constantly. It looks like the photos and all the stories and stuff look insane. Uh. But I'll send you that video, it's quite yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah. good value. But, well, not good value, but you know what I mean? Like, it's quite like, whoa. Quite yeah, he's suffering. That really sucks. Man. Yeah, see, I'm I'm only in the moon boot and the doc's like, oh, you know, take it off for a shower. Take it off when you go to bed. And I'm like, the rest of the day, I'm losing my mind. So, the fact you're in a cast constantly with no movement. Yeah. Right. It was it was, it was was unpleasant. Uh, but I still got to do fun stuff. Like I still went to, like, Splendid in the Grass Festival when I was getting pushed around in a wheelchair. Which is a great way to get good sp- a good spot. Yeah, you would have been quite popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I was. And people were being my friends. Cause I had a little, little stand thing, which I got special access to. And yeah. like, oh, hey, young bro, I'll buy your beer. It's like, you don't have to stand there and talk to me, like, pretending to be my friend. Just, yeah. I don't care. You're up here. Like, I'm not going to report you to the yeah. security guard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I also I had a work ski trip as well a few months. I can't remember that was before or afterwards. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm still going. I was like, they made me the, they made me the first aid officer, like they gave me like a little crappy medikit. Is it because if someone hurts themselves up a mountain skiing, I'm gonna be able to get to them for sure. Yeah, man, you're yeah. I just the, the imagine the idea of you like going on the the chairlift, <laughs> and then just trying to time it to go on to like these cast man, the these person. cast <laughs> skis that you've been made, like, <laughs> like and this land. And, oh man, what a visual. Yeah. Did you end up having to help anyone or was it like, it was like band aid stuff? There was someone someday who did something, but I mean, like it was one of those things we heard about at the pub afterwards saying, oh yeah, someone's already hurt themselves. And I was like, oh, no one told me. I mean, yeah. no one tells the first aid person how they're supposed yeah. to go checking everyone. That's the fire warden rocking up to a burnt down building. <laughs> yeah. Being like, guys, you got to let me know when yeah. things are on fire. Like, like, I can't, I can't I be can, everywhere. I can help. <laughs> I do know how to do this stuff, but you need to tell me, guys. <laughs> so good. Man, I that yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not, I'm not jealous of that mm. in any way. Mm. Um, 
that's a it's almost yeah it's almost gives me like PTSD actually the idea of the the soccer leg break mm. like I broke my leg playing soccer as well when mm. I was pretty young but it was just moon boot mm. stuff guy took the ball off me as you do you go like oh I'm gonna get the ball back yeah red mist went to get the ball back and as I went in for the tackle normal tackle he kind of turned and my foot went over the ball oh dear like over the ball and then rolled bang like that but it snapped the smaller bones the tibia tibia yeah tibula I can't remember which one whatever the smaller one is on the outside of the leg I think it is yeah but yeah snapped that and it's just like oh no like that 30 that not even 30 seconds that 8 seconds where I wanted to get the ball back I really couldn't care less (laughs) if I got the ball back in hindsight now um like even with this the moon boot thing it's like it was just such a nothing like the broken ankle at the moment such a nothing taking a step off a ledge but on the phone to someone listening to them tell me how to fix something <laughs> listening to it going yeah 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 yeah, i've got it i've got it <laughs> and then misjudging this ledge and then i've gone from being like yeah mate no worries yeah i've got it cool 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 to like yep yeah, fuck okay cool yep yeah, i'll call you back cool fuck like <laughs> they called me like a week later being like what happened <laughs> and i was like yeah i broke it i broke it i'm a nut job it's uh yeah, PTSD, I'm getting it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Mate, I just realised we've been talking for an hour and ten. Uh, how, what do you normally, how do we... Normally you? about an hour, hour okay. and a, like an hour and a half, hour, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm. But I do like to just get to the hour. But mm. more so my point was that it didn't feel like an hour and ten. Oh, thank you. It felt very good. Mm. felt very... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it felt very good. Uh, this We're is going a, back to the babushka thing? This right? is a very good, this is a very good podcast. Anyway, hop back in. Hop back inside of me. Uh, little, middle, middle babushka, Mitch. Yeah. And we'll go home to our families. Yeah. No. Um, Man, th- yeah, thank you for... I mean, we'll go into the questions that we do in the show. Mm-hmm. But thanks for opening up about your dad. I hope it was, you know, cathartic for you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, 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 I know you. What, what part of the reason why you, you made this podcast is to sort of break down that stigma a bit. And I exactly. think we talked a lot about the difference in generations in how our dad's generation, they were very, like, closed off and very, like... No. No feelings. Yeah. But I think we've, we've grown up being taught to be different mm. but it's one thing in my experience to be taught no you can talk about it, but then actually doing it yeah is yeah a big step and i think it's still even like as we discussed living in a house full of girls like sometimes i don't want to bring the shit i'm feeling into that happy house yeah you know yeah. i'd rather just make them happy and i can just yeah. suffer a little bit in silence and that's yeah. not healthy no no 100 percent. so given the chance to talk about this and hopefully someone listening well not hopefully it's a weird thing to say but like if someone listening has gone through the same thing, mm. it allows them to talk about it or at least hear that someone else is sort of doing it. That's know? it. And that's, I have received, like, I know this sounds like I'm an Instagram influencer sort of crap, but there, I have got a couple of messages from people over the time, you know, yourself included, like yep. talking about dads and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but the messages have been like, you know, thanks for this episode. Like, this made me be able to talk or this, you know, realizing that it is okay to talk made me want to talk or yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I think they're just angling to get on the pod, but um, <laughs> I've got a story. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> I'll butter him up, and then I can, maybe I can go on the pod. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Sorry to, um, I didn't mention that before, but similar to what you're saying about like the older gen of not being able to talk and having that support, like is that kind of the reason behind the thing that you set up? The uh, is it Papa Project? Oh yeah, the Papa Project. That's just something I organised through work, and the kind of story behind it is 
yeah, very similar sort of thing. So I, I just sort of found working in a, an office with a few hundred people, just organically via conversations, we'd bump into other dads and I'd just, you know, they'd be bleary-eyed going, oh, and I just, I really enjoyed those sort of off-the-cuff conversations. So mm-hmm. I just thought like, not to rival mother's groups, I'm not no. anti-mum or anything like no, that, but no. like as we've talked about men don't talk about their feelings and becoming a dad is a, er, an earth-shattering event. Yep. You're going to want it, you're going to feel stuff, you should talk about it. So we've got a, this group that meets every month and just comes in, just talks about that stuff. And the amount of time someone will say something and everyone else goes, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I remember that. Here's how I got through it. It's just Good really man. simple. It's really like unstructured, like, you know, and it's really nice because some of the older guys come and they've got teenagers. So, yeah. hey, I, you're going to get through it. But then yeah. they start smoking drugs yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So Get ready nice for the thing. five years where they hate your guts. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this is not good. So is that something, is that purely, because you're working Southern Cross Osteria, yeah. right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Now yes. Still? Southern yes. Cross Osteria? Yeah, that's the company, yeah, yeah. Um, SCA. Yeah. Um, is that something that's purely just going on in, in SCA or is that something you'd like to branch out? Perhaps like even that's your own, like imagine if that was your own kind of like charity business that you... Man, that'd be great. I think... I think it could. I think it definitely there's the kind of dad movement in inverted commas. Like I see a lot of Instagram or whatever. I think it's a flourishing thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey man, like I've got, I don't have any super big plans for it yet. I, I'm kind of just sort of taking it as it comes. But yeah, I'd love to build into something really big. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. Or maybe I'll talk to, uh, to uh, not... Uh, you know, where I work, where I work. Maybe I'll talk to them. I don't want them to know where I work. Um, but I'll maybe I'll talk to them and say yeah, yeah. like, hey, let's let's franchise this. Yeah, we should. Let's franchise the shit out of it. It's like McDonald's. I'm going to come in. Did you say the founder? Yeah. The one yeah. about, I'm like the Ray Kroc and you're the McDonald's <laughs> brothers who came up with the idea and I'm like, Just steal it. we're going to make it big. We're going to make it big. And then years later, I've got all the money. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you opening up talking about your dad that's it's really cool i'm sorry that it happened i'm sorry that you're part of the dds truly it it is it is it is always going to be painful i'm sure you agree with that but i think having these sort of conversations and and being able to talk about it is makes makes it the grieving process yeah yeah easier that's it man that's it i'm glad i'm glad um let's i'm gonna hit you with a couple of questions to wrap up i'm ready i love it okay knowing me or you know from our Brief chats, our chat today. Um, who would you pick as a famous TV dad to be my replacement dad? Well, I have one in my mind, and I, I mean, I, I could go to, to Steve Irwin based on all the, the animal chat that we've covered, but oh, man. I won't. <laughs> I'm surprised we? you haven't got that. I mean, he's also dead, so thanks for picking another. <laughs> thanks for picking another dead dad for me. Um, and my actual <laughs> answer, my actual answer was. Um, I think we were, we would we were roughly the same age, right? So we would have watched the same cartoons yes, yes. of an afternoon after school. Do you remember Rugrats? Dude, please. That's as soon as you said cartoon, I was like, gimme. Gimme, gimme. I, I hope no one said this before because I'll sound like a real dickhead. But um show Chucky's dad Stu Pickles. Yep. Yep. You know him, you know what yep. I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, is no, is he? He's not Chucky um oh, sorry, he, um, Tommy's dad. Tommy's dad. Tommy's dad. Yeah, Chucky's dad's like a oh, nerd. Borderline nah. No thanks. Yeah. No, so you're sorry. I mean, Stew. I mean, Tommy's dad, Stu, Stu Pickles. Yep. I just think you know he's probably not up there with the, in the upper echelons of TV celebrity dads, but he's pr- mm-hmm. pretty cool. I remember, I remember quite quite funny, and he's in a few memes now. I think. Yeah, I feel like he he definitely is. The grandpa definitely is. Mm. I've definitely seen the grandpa in some memes. Mm. But Stu's a good dad. He seems yeah. to care. Well, he listened to this because I'm amazed 
I mean, I'd, I'm, I shouldn't be amazed being a chart of the internet, but the amount of detail on this Wikipedia page, on About the Rugrats him. Wikipedia page. Hit me. Are you ready? Hit me. Stu is a long-time inventor of various children's toys and sometimes other products. The inspiration for this occupation is his infant son, whom he thought would enjoy playing with new toys created by his father. However, malfunctions ac- usually occur with his inventions, and when his inventions do not malfunction, they scare the kids. Mm-hmm. Stu is a fun-filled kid in an adult body. His favorite pastime is inventing. Aside from inventing and playing with his sons, he's mostly seen arguing with his older brother, Drew. I don't remember Drew. I remember Drew was... Wasn't Drew uh, Lil and Phil's dad? Oh, the twins' dad. I think. Yeah, maybe. I think. Uh, so Drew and Dee Dee, I remember the mum, yep. tend to scold him for not getting a more dependable job <laughs> to help support his family. But Stu doesn't seem to like non-manual labour. When he once got a job selling lard, L-A-R-D lard, <laughs> he showed great disdain for it. Like the others, Stu gets tired of his father's over-exaggerated stories. That's the grandpa I think he's yep, referring to. Yep, yep. Stu loves his family dearly and goes to many lengths to keep them happy, even at his own expense. Okay, first of all, you've nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah. That's especially the bit where the wife is annoying him about getting a real job. <laughs> um, that's 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 resonates. Yeah. Um, but that Wikipedia, the first part of that, even okay, the first half of it felt like. Sorry, what am I trying to say? The first quarter of it was then literally repeated in different words yeah, in the second inventing. quarter. It was like, <laughs> Stu is a dad who likes to invent. And then later on, it's like, his favourite pastime is inventing <laughs> and inventing things for his kids. And it's like, what? Like, I encourage you to go on that week because it, there's a lot of uh, space dedicated to finding out how old he is, the kind of car he drives. Yeah, Someone's got a lot of spare time. I know that's an, a cliche thing to yeah. say the internet, but like, shit. Shit. There's got to be some sort of Rugrats fan... Like fan, uh, fan fiction or even like a Rugrats, uh, like a watch along podcast. <laughs> we watch it all. If not, I'm going to copyright that uh, and do that. Um, Stu, who would you actually? I'm going to I'm going to throw this back as a double question to that. Okay. Because um, a friend of friend of both of us actually, Emma Zamet, mm-hmm. uh, uh, SCA person, Alumni, comedian, yeah. amazing. Um, she said, uh, like Bluey's dad, mm. and. Bandit. Bandit. The mm. next day, I was thinking, like I was editing the episode, and I was like, I should have asked her who would have played Bandit. So if Stu was like a real life person, mm-hmm. who would you, like which actor would you pick to play Stu? Like if they oh. made a Rugrats movie right now. Because oh. I can throw one at you that I thought of while you were talking about yeah, Stu. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Steve Gutenberg? Like no. he was, he was not Ted Danson and not Tom Selleck in Three Men and a Baby. Do you remember? No, I mean, if I saw him, I'd go like, that's the dude. I'm going to do I'm going to be yeah, that guy. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Joe Rogan style. Because um, I was going to say, um, the guy who plays Job in Arrested Development would do, would do an excellent Stu Pickles. Oh my God, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's him now. Okay. But he could do a good Stu. I'm going to, I'll give you 80s. 80s Steve Pig. Gutenberg. Pig Gutenberg. If uh, if anyone listening to this episode agrees, please tell me, just so I feel validated. Really. Whoa. Stu- okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's that's an inventor's body. Yeah. I'm just gonna uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm just gonna add that to photos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get it. Uh, get it later. Um, second question. Yes. Again, 
from our conversations, from the things you know about me mm. or whatever, mm. um, what advice would you pass on? If you were my dad, mm-hmm. what advice would you pass on to me to live a good life? I, I would say, and this is something that I struggle with myself, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's good in theory to unpack, is, is just be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Your own harshest critic. Yeah, kind of thing. And I think sometimes you always. Well, I find I'm always questioning myself, like, ah, oh, I could, do, I could be a better dad. I could do this better. I could do that better. But I think sometimes you got to go. Look, hang on, just doing the best I can. You got to be a little bit more kind to yourself. Yeah, yep. I think, um, and I think, mate, from what I've, I've sort of heard you talk, talk about your dad and listening to the previous episodes, he, I think he kind of hit that nice, serene, happy with himself kind of place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think y- your, that's the advice that I would give to you. Not that you, you seem to need it. Um, just but take uh, it on board you yeah yeah sad just, sack. Always just, be <laughs> <laughs> just be kind to yourself more and I'll try to do that as well is, is advice that we, I'll share with you and myself beautiful mm. I love it man mm. I love it well where can uh, where can people follow you find you if uh, if they want to if they want to see what you got going on are you still you're still doing the pod like as yeah, old yeah. mate young mate uh, I do a little podcast called old mate young mate um, with a very good friend of mine called Murray Olds who's been in radio for a long long time mm-hmm. um, so you're the, you're the young mate I'm the young mate yep. uh, it's, it's like a guy in his early 30s speaks to a guy in his early 60s about all sorts of dumb stuff yeah, like sick. what happens when a fly gets in your beer at the pub or how do you tell your best friend you want to be his best man just really funny stuff like that yep. um, you can find that on Wooshka just search old mate young mate and um Wooshka's charging now did you see that are they I got an email like an hour ago oh, shit well not an hour ago but maybe two hours ago oh. telling me they're charging um, for everything there's no free accounts anymore nah we'll, uh, we'll find it somewhere yeah. else yeah I'm f- I'm furious uh, nah I don't know how much it costs I didn't even look into it <laughs> really but they just said but they just said like we're charging now it could be like two dollars and I've uh. just I've just lost them so much Wooshka's great guys I apologise um, <laughs> for bringing they are on Wooshka actually these episodes <laughs> so I'm so sorry um, yeah, so check that out, yeah. uh, old mate, young mate. Yep. Follow you on the socials. Yeah, I mean, I got, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, <coughs> my name is Mitch Chevious. Mitch Chevious, uh, like Which is kind of like a play on Miss Chevious. It's yep. just Mitch, then Evious afterwards. You've, I'll, yeah, I'll find you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, Hornsby yeah. Represent. Hornsby Represent 2077. Mm. And I do this every episode. I just don't know how to end them. Because I just because we talk so serious. Because we've been up and down, haven't we? Up how and do down, you, up and how down. Do you do this? And like, the, I guess, you know, similar to a funeral. Thanks, mate. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I was just like clapping, like to start <laughs> our movement. I didn't Dude, know I know. Imagine if that's that's where we could have done it, like right there. Like that's the where I could have made the uh, the impact on you. I put it in your head earlier about normalizing <laughs> clapping, and then I say, "This is like a funeral, man." And then you clap. It's like I, I cooked it. Fuck, we did it. We did it. Nah, thanks very much for coming on. Mitch, bye. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.